When it comes to tools to save time and gain clarity in your business and to feel a little bit less overwhelmed, templates are one of my favorite tools because there are so many different ways that we can apply them for our work, so many different ways that we can shape them to better serve us and to ultimately just take a load off of our shoulders and feel confident that nothing is falling through the cracks. So today I'm going to cover seven templates that you need to save time along with a bunch of other info as to how to set them up for yourself. Now this is by no means an exhaustive list <laughs> depending on your business. I'm sure there are plenty of other templates that you could set up, but I hope that this list will at least give you ideas as to what your options are and what you could set up for yourself. So without further ado, hello friend and welcome to The Signature Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Sophie Peltier. And to start off, I want you to keep in mind there's kind of two templates that I generally set up. So the first type is kind of the more traditional type, which applies if you do the thing about 90% the same way every time. And this is going to be a fill in the blanks. You just have to fill in the blanks based on the situation that you are using a template for. The other type of template I like to also mention is when things really only happen the same way about 50% of the time or there are like broad resemblances, but it's not necessarily exactly the same. And this is where having a template that takes the shape of perhaps a checklist or a bullet list of some kind, just something that you can fall back onto and to review just to help make sure that you got everything that you usually want to have. Um, or if it's like a table that just has basic headings on, basically just a document or again a list that just helps guide you to make sure you're not missing anything. The first template that I always recommend people have is a template when it comes to the discovery calls or the application that you have for people to work with you. Now, this is going to mostly apply to service-based businesses, but basically this allows you to A, have all the information that you want prior to getting on the call, having a bit of an idea already if this client is going to be a good fit or if this is going to be someone you want to work with, or B, the kind of questions that you want to be asking during the call so that everyone is on the same page. So, in my case, I have this set up in Calendly. So basically it is a form that all my leads have to fill out prior to the call. So I get all of these answers and it gives me a bit of an idea of what we want to talk about or what the goals of this person are and what I might want to ask during the call on top of the regular questions that I usually ask. So some of these questions are like, what are you hoping to achieve by working with me? Or why do you want to work with me? Which is going to give you clues as to the goal that they are wanting to check off their list. What they have tried before. So this might be more something that I want to cover during the call itself, just because I might want to expand on what they bring up here why this is the time that they chose to contact me or to work with me and it, what their budget is, which again is going to give me an idea of 
if they are the right client for me, if I will have to make adjustments in the package, etc. Now, personally, I prefer for my leads to have an idea of my price points before they get on a call. But again, these are kind of the questions that I would have either in my form or as a template for during the call itself. Now, if you want to be a little bit more picky, I guess, about who you get on your call, you can have it set up slightly differently. So in my case, when the person fills in the form, they're automatically invited, well, actually pick a time before they fill out the question. So I don't really get to say, no, we shouldn't get on a call based on the answers. However, if that is your goal, then what you could set up is just have a Google form where someone can apply to work with you, fill in the questions, and then based on the answers, you then get to pick if you want to book a call with this person. So that could be another option. I also like to have a template for the call itself. So I've created mine as a PDF document because I write the notes of this call on my iPad. So I just fill in a document for each discovery call basically. But uh, again, you could just have that in whatever program you use to record all of your business stuff on ClickUp, on Notion, even just on a Google Doc. But I, again, strongly advise that you already have a list of questions that you would want to cover based on what you do, the kind of clients that you work with, etc. So that would be template number one. Then template number two, which basically would be the next step in this sales funnel would be to have a proposal. Again, this is going to be most useful if you are a service provider or if you do done for you or done with you services. But basically, what do you usually want to show your lead in terms of what your work together could look like? So I personally have mine in Canva. It's really, really cute. <laughs> it has pictures and it's super colorful. And then I just fill in the blanks based on what my conversation with this person and download, download it as a PDF, share it with my lead, and then we move on from there. Granted, this is a bit more of a complex proposal, uh, but I've, you could also set it up in Google Docs. Either way, it's just nice to have the outline of the kind of information that you would want to provide for someone who's interested in working with you, but has yet to sign for an actual offer or package or your service, etc. Now, things that I would want to cover, keeping in mind that again, this person is interested, but they haven't yet signed, right? We haven't confirmed. So basically, I still want to really hone in on the goals that we are going to achieve together. I'm also going to be specifically outlining what I will be doing for this person. This is all for also information that I would include in the contract, but I like to make it as specific, as clear as possible. So the actual tasks that I will be doing for this person. Additionally, I personally offer two to three package options, which have usually varying price points and varying tasks or deliverables that it includes. Again, up to you if you want to do that, but I find it very helpful just to help the person understand the value that they're getting and what is possible within different budgets. I then additionally like to have a timeline of what our work together is going to look like and kind of what to expect. So, um, how many weeks is it going to take? Is it going to be over calls? Am I going to contact you 
by email? Do you have a form to fill out or homework to give me before we start? But obviously after you've confirmed that we're working together so that I can get started with you. So just to give them a snapshot of what the project or the service entails. Kind of along the same line, what the next steps are. So, okay, once you've agreed to this proposal, what are we doing? <laughs> so generally speaking, that would be something like, okay, well, once we've agreed on what we're going to be doing together, I'm going to send you the contract, which obviously you will have to send, sorry, sign. And then I will be sending you the first invoice, whether that's like a deposit or 50% upfront or whatever your payment structure is. But I just like to clearly outline that here. So again, when the person is reading this over, there's no gray zone of what now? Do I reach out? Is the business owner going to reach out? Everything is very clearly outlined right here. Basically, I want to answer any questions that this person might have before they have it and be proactive about overcoming these objections. Then lastly, I like to have my last page as being a page for my testimonials. Um, again, keeping in mind that this person hasn't signed with me yet, they are still you know, thinking about their options. So this is an, another opportunity that I have to validate Hopefully that I'm the right person to work uh, with them and to help them achieve their goals. So a testimonials page just to hit the nail home. So that is it for the proposal template. As I mentioned, I have mine as a beautiful Canva document that I didn't send as a PDF, but this could also just be as a Google Doc. Either way, I like to have most of the paragraphs and the overarching structure already outlined and then I just get to put in the client name, their specific goals, the specific points that we're going to be touching in our work together. But then, you know, the timeline is usually fairly, or at least the next step are usually fairly similar to what I always do. And obviously the testimonials can just always be there. This can really help me make sure that I am delivering all the information that this person might need. Really just already providing a really good client experience even before they have signed to work with me. Okay, moving on to template number three, the contract, which really is to protect both you and your client. So super, super important to have this in place. And yes, creating your own contract can be super, super daunting. My first contract was just a contract that I looked up on Google. It wasn't very good. <laughs> Realistically, if something happened, that probably wouldn't protect me or the client very much. But I had to start um, and now I have thankfully upgraded to a much more comprehensive contract template, which um, has some of the following clauses that I highly recommend you have. So A, again, what is the scope of the work? What are the deliverables? Super, super important to outline that in the contract as well. Additionally, if you are willing to have some sort of add-on service or package or hours or tasks, really good to put them there as well, along with how much that would cost or how to go about adding that to your package. That's not personally something that I do, but something to consider if that is something that you are often asked for to have that outline already. Along for that, Clauses related to boundaries, which as you know, if you've tuned into my content before, I'm a huge fan of setting boundaries in your work and your contract is the perfect place to 
highlight that. So this could be something like when and how you communicate with your clients. So say that you prefer if they contact you by email and you reply to your emails once a day, twice a day between, you know, these and these times. Or if you have a dedicated channel for all of your client work, say something like Voxer, for instance, I would highlight that there again, just in case you get a client that oversteps these boundaries or always asking for immediate feedback so that you can fall back on these clauses of, hey, I usually do this this way. You signed, you agreed in the contract, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, along the theme of boundaries, what happens if you need to reschedule or cancel the work? Shit happens, you can get sick, something can happen in your family, or this specific project is just not a good fit for you. Have these clauses in your contract. Again, this is to protect both you and your client, and you want to have this clearly outlined so that, you know, God forbid this happens, but if it does, you are both protected and there is a process or steps or, you know, clearly defined what happens. So things like, depending how far along we are in the work, am I refunding you or are you giving you more money because I've done 90% of the work? Things like that need to be outlined in your contract. Along the same line, if your client needs to send you any kind of information or documents, what is the time frame that you expect to get this by? Right? We've all had this client who takes forever to send us our stuff, the stuff that we need to do the project or to get the work done, which means that it is putting this project way behind on schedule and potentially even affecting other projects that we have for other clients. So have this in your contract. I want to say mine says like if I'm asking for information, please send it within two or three business days or something like that. Again, up to you what you want to put in there, but this is something that I really like just to make sure that everything gets done and delivered within a timely manner and I'm actually able to deliver on my promise to finish this project with, within the time frame I gave. Um, and this also makes scheduling projects and services much easier because I have a much better idea of when it should be done by. Some people even put some clause of, hey, if it's later than the time frame I gave you, so say two or three days, then I have a late fee charge. So that could be an extra incentive that you might want to add to make sure people are giving you their info on time. This is not legal advice by any means. This is just what I'm talking from experience, from my own work with my own clients. And if this is something that you would like to create for yourself, I don't recommend you just put something together from Google like I did. <laughs> the contract that I'm now using is a contract template I bought from Contracts Market, which is a Canadian-based business. They have contracts and bundles for just about every case. I personally have the consultant agreement as a is the situation that best describes what I do, but they also have stuff for event planners, for coaching, for fitness, for photography, for collaborations on podcasts and blogs, virtual assistants, so definitely go check them out. They actually have a sale going on right now. Their sale is from May 17th to May 23rd, and it gives you 30% off contract templates and then 40% off of bundles. So if you need any sort of contract template, some sort of agreement, definitely go check them out. 
if you don't already have a contract set up for yourself. So again, so you protect your interests and your client's interests at the same time. Moving on to the fourth template I recommend is anything related to communication. So between you and your clients, but also uh, potential partners, which I will get into in a minute. So let's start with clients. So odds are that your onboarding and offboarding clients is somewhat similar for every client, for every project. Now, as to what this template should look like, refer back to my first, first tip that I gave you as to if it should be a Gmail, like fill in the blank template, your email is like 90% outlined because you need the same things about 90% of the time. If you offer a service that is a lot more customizable or personalized to your client, then a bullet list or a checklist of items you need to mention might be the better format for you. Either way though, as I mentioned, you can save it as a template directly in Gmail, or you can also have it as a Google Doc in your task management program, so ClickUp or Notion, um, but definitely have this ready. So some of the things you might want to consider as well is say, you know, welcoming them to your services, to working with you, what are the things that you need, what they can expect. And again, if you need passwords or documents or anything like that, now's the time to ask for it. Um, I've also seen people do basically welcome packages with, again, documents and resources that they are providing when someone signs with them, which can be shared through Google Drive or even offboarding packages where obviously you can thank a client for working with you and how they can perhaps contact you for future work or additional resources they might that might be useful to them after working with you so that could be a really nice thing to offer just again to level up that level of customer care all the way through the very end but yeah basically outline what it is that you need from your clients how you want to start what you want to say to a new client and then make use of that template every time you have a new client or that someone leaves and that's just one less thing to think about now, I mentioned communication could also be different types, like not just through your clients. Examples of that could be, say, um, if you have a podcast where you have guests, have an outline of the things that you need from this guest, the kind of things that they can expect from being a guest on your show. So, again, the information that you need, the topics that you like to cover, which would be the thing that you would probably custom customize most if you're going to be recording audio only or doing video as well. So all these things just to make the guest as comfortable as possible and tell them a little bit about your process and again, what you need from them to have this be a really successful collaboration. Moving on to template number five, which would be specific to client work. Now, this is not necessarily the communication. This is really the work that you do with your clients. So what are things that you do with them on the day-to-day -day that you would want to systemize or to have a template for? So to give you an idea, part of the tasks that I often do with my clients is to create their SOP, so their standard operating procedures. So after doing this a few times for myself and for clients, I created a little template, which A, makes it that much easier for me to help this client create the, their SOPs, two, makes it really easy for the client to do the work that 
that you need to do so we can work on it together to optimize our processes. Um, but this could also be for, say, a personal trainer to have a template for um, just to systemize how to write programming and the kind of information that they would need to write a program for a client. For a nutritionist, what's the kind of information that you would want to gather from your client? Just send them a little form and you can gather it all through there. So again, just something to make A, your life easier, B, your client's life easier. And if you are someone who part of their services is to give them resources and tools that they can use beyond just working with you, then a template is such a awesome resource to give because again, this is a tool that your client will be able to come back to again and again. They will probably have your logo on it, so it'll make them think of you again. <laughs> but again, giving them value even outside of the time that you spend actually working together. So absolutely love that for templates and specifically for the client work that you do to deliver value even beyond the one-on-one work that you do. <sighs> template number six would be an invoice template. So I think this is one is pretty straightforward. If you use a an invoicing program, like I use QuickBooks, they will generally have an invoice template already there, but I highly recommend you customize it specifically for you, your needs, the kind of information that you would want for your invoices. So definitely check that out. If you are not using an accounting program, then that could be creating an invoice template on Google Docs or on uh, Google Sheets. I don't really recommend that, but um, if you're just getting started, that could be a good option just to get you off the ground. But if that is your case, perhaps then look into a program called Wave Financial, which is completely free and will allow you to create these invoices automatically. But have an invoice template, customize it for you, for your service, for the kind of information you would want on there. And last but not least, template number seven would be any template related to content creation. I know this is probably the most popular template to have. It is super, super, super useful because we spend so much time creating content. If you already have them, perfect. If you don't, consider this your reminder to get on it. Um, either spend a couple hours on Canva creating your own templates, or you can also buy really nice ones from Creative Market. I also really like to use the brand kit feature in Canva. Now, this is a feature that only comes with the pro subscription of Canva, which here is $17 a month. But basically what it allows you to do is to save your brand color palette. So it's all the hex codes and your typography. So all your fonts. Beyond that though, if you've ever gone into Canva, you know on the left-hand side of the program, you have all of your options to create the design, whether that's like upload an image, choose an element or things like that. But one of them is also style. So you have templates, elements, uploads, text, and right below that is style. And basically what that means is say you have a image, a graphic that you want to make to your brand and to have it be with your colors and everything, your color palette will now show up here. So if you click on it, it will automatically put your own colors and it will automatically put in your own fonts. Now, again, this is not perfect, but it really goes a long way to saving some time. And then you can just go in and make the final edits to make it look really, really nice. Um, but at least your colors are already in and your fonts are already in. So this is a really nice tip for anyone that is looking to save some time, again, using the brand kit feature of Canva.
beyond your graphics, what I always recommend as well is to have some sort of checklist as a reminder of what you want to have in each post. So I created those in ClickUp. So basically what happens is I made all of my checklists, saved that as a template. And then whenever I create a task to the blog, it's going to be to make sure I have an image, that I have alt text for said image, that I have all the links and the links are going to the right pages. And obviously checking for typos and going through my little SEO checklist for the podcast, it would be making sure that I have a good title, that I have my show notes ready. If there's any links or resources I mentioned in the episode to have that as part of the show notes, as well as any social media links. And again, check for typos. This isn't a very complex template, but just having that checklist to make sure nothing is falling through the cracks, that I've double checked everything, before putting out this content in the world and not having to think about, oh yeah, I shouldn't forget about my social media links and all that. No, no, the, it's already there and I'm not going to forget it. My task manager program is already reminding me of it. So these are the seven templates that I always recommend to save some time in your business. I mentioned, I'm sure there are some that I haven't mentioned that would really save you some time specifically in your business. If you don't have contract templates ready or that you don't feel confident in, I highly recommend checking out Contract Market. I will have my affiliate link below and definitely check out, take advantage of their sale. As I mentioned, 30% off of templates and 40% off of bundles. Additionally, if you are looking for other ways that you can create more time in your business, have more time for yourself, reduce the overwhelmed, and get more clarity in your work and make the most of your time and energy, then I invite you to book a one-hour discovery call with me. I will have the link below. You can book it at palettierconsulting.ca forward slash link. This is going to be an hour where we can dive into the different tips and systems and frameworks that would be most useful for you, your business, your current situation, your goals. And in the event that you want to work with me beyond this one hour call, this is also the opportunity that we have to look into what that could look like. Otherwise, I hope you have a very nice week and I will see you in the next episode.